You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. I'm your host TK. Tonight we have round six, buy, hold, sell, avoid. And tonight we feature Ed and Kyle. Before we get to the show, we are holding two competitions over the next couple of days. Just head over to the Facebook page. We released at 12pm New South Wales time today. A guest, Nathan Cleary's fantasy score. And that's going to be to win a Talking League stud t-shirt, courtesy of our friends at Rugby League Merch. And then the second one tomorrow will also drop at 12pm New South Wales time. It'll be guess the score. For Nico Hines, and you're going to be winning a nine pack of rare player cards, courtesy of our friends at Game Day Squad. But let's bring in the boys, two 500 place guys at the moment, so plenty to look forward to in this episode. Let's bring him in, Cole. Going good, man. Top three fifty, I hear. Yeah, bro. It's uh, it's going well, mate. Um, had a last week was a funny old round, but um, still made up a few places and, and doing well. So you just got to keep the right on. Nice. Now, Cole, be looking at Blake Taft, Ben Hunt. Chris, uh, Stephen Crichton, Joey Manu, Kurt Mann, and Victor Radley. And now we bring in uh, from the In The Bin podcast. He's been slamming the podcast out, which has been quite good, actually, Ed. Welcome, buddy. But, yeah, the podcast is doing quite well, my man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not going too badly. He's getting getting a few getting a few numbers up there, not quite on your sort of level, but um, I think we're a different sort of podcast than that. <laughs> Still, mate, you're doing well. Boxy, Boxy's quite... He's, I love Boxy because he's just a little bit naughty. Oh, he's great value, bro. It's a naughty podcast. <laughs> it definitely is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I highly recommend you check out In The Bin Podcast, but do not listen to it in the car with your children because it's R-rated. No, so. absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. Don't. All right. Ed, you can see this stuff. Ed will be looking at Jeremiah Nanai, Tevita <laughs> Pangai Jr., Ruben Cotter, Leo Thompson, James Tedesco, and Matty Burden today. But, Kyle, let's kick things off. Blake Taff. He's making headlines because he's replacing Latrell this week. 338k, a dual-wing fullback half. 23 break-even and 9% owner already. What's your thoughts? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Yeah, I've got him as an avoid to start with, TK. Um, he only averages 27.5 fullback, and he's already priced at 24. So when you look at that, there's not really a lot of value. He needs to hit probably, you know, 35-plus to be of any sort of value. Um, uh, you know, you're going to be probably be a very slow burn. Um, I think if South can start scoring some points, you might see him into the game a bit more. And then also with him with the goal kicking, might also kick on um, and give him a bit better score than his average of 27, you know. So, um, you know, last week was his first game back after ankle surgery and he played 68 minutes. So it was a pretty good effort. Um, So, But I just think he's just still lacking a little bit of match fitness. So you need to give him a couple of more weeks just to get him back to that right uh, uh, match fitness. Um, so, you know, his prices are going to get away. So I think he's just an avoid, but just if you are keen on him, just watch him first. Don't just dive straight in. Yeah, Cole, hypothetical for you. Taffy scores 50, Teddy scores 30. Would you straight swap him? Uh, nah, definitely not. Teddy's a keeper, man. I wouldn't be. I know he's going going pretty average. Um, I don't think Teddy scores 30 against the Warriors anyway. <laughs> um, no, but um, nah, definitely not, mate. Teddy's a, a keeper all year long. I don't care how bad he's going. He will bounce back, and I would not uh, straight swap him for Blake Taff. 
Perfect. Now, let's talk about this guy, Ed. James Tedesco, 639K. Wing fullback. He's struggling. Break even at 66 against the Warriors this week. Still 18% owner, so people keeping the faith. But what's your thoughts? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Oh, man, it's, it's like I promised you I wouldn't swear because, Jesus Christ, he is doing my head in. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, seriously, though, um, he's a hold. Um, we've already lost a bit at this point. There's no getting that back. But what you've got to remember is in a few rounds when he bottoms out, he's going to be a trade. So what's the point of trading him out a few weeks before he's a trade-in? Yep. You may as well just hold him, take the highs with the lows, and just trust the fact that he is a gun and that by the end of the year he'll still be among the top winger fullbacks. It's all you can do. There you go. From the pedigree man himself. All right, I like that. Now, Cole, next guy on the list, Benny Hunt. 711k, he's a half, 71 break even. Hit a little bit of a patchy form run, but he's still a 3% owner. What's your thoughts on this one? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Yeah, look, he's definitely a hold, mate. Um, there are a few people I've seen that are wanting to sell him, but I, I just don't see the point. Like, he's still averaging 50 this year. Why are you going to sell someone that's averaging 50? I know he's gone through a little bit of a rough patch. He had one bad game last week, but the rest of the other games, he hasn't actually been all that bad. He's still a good potter. He's only 3.4% owned. So I, I wouldn't be jumping off him. You know, even when the Dragons don't go so well, he does still rack up the decent scores. You know, he's very similar to like Hines without the goal kicking. You know, he does everything. Um, you know, unless you're wanting to upgrade him to someone like a DC or a Cleary, just hold on, like, you know. Uh, look at possibly trading him out closer to the origin period, but he's definitely not a sell. Nice. All right, uh, Ed. Now, let's have a look. I call this guy a donkey, not because I'm disrespecting his looks, but it's the fact that he's so busy but just doesn't accumulate points. And we're talking about Leo Thompson, and I wasn't disrespecting him. I was just calling what's the opposite of a unicorn, and we came up with donkey. But 344K, he's made a little bit of money for us. He's a mid, 32% owned, break even of 18 What's your thoughts on Leo Thompson? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid here, Ed? He's a sell. I'm actually selling him this week. Um, I'm not dark on him because I started the season with him at 220, so I've made my 120K. But I imagine it is a bit more frustrating for those that have bought him a bit more recently because um, his, his minutes are not on the rise. Um, even with all these players out, he's got in crappy minutes. So... Um, I just don't think the minutes are going to be there to increase any more than he is currently. So if you're on a cash out um, to someone, then um, I'd, I'd do that. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Who are you trading to, Ed? So I'm going to cash him out to Kalua, however you say it, and I am upgrading Walters to TPJ. So, um, yeah, he's a big boy move this week. Yeah, I like that because you've you've strengthened with a, a mid-edge Jewel, someone that is always looking to offload. So I like that trade for you, man. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's trading for the buy rounds as well. Obviously, TPJ's a gun that plays round 13, which is great. And Kalua, regardless of what happens between now and then, um, he'll play in round 13 and 14 most likely, and any cash he makes will just be a bonus. It's yeah. all about just buy, buy planning. Totally agree. Now, Kyle, Stephen Crichton, he's another guy that's been on the chopping block for a lot of people this week. 519k, coming off his season low, but a dual centre wing fullback. He's made plenty of cash here. Break even at 43 this year, and, sorry, this week, and a 48% owner. One of the most highly owned people in the NRL. But buy, hold, sell, or avoid on this one, mate. Yeah, look, um, I'm going to hold 
Crichton. Um, I looked at him this morning. He was a 49.5%. I looked at him this afternoon, and he was 48%. So, yes, a few people selling him. I'm not going to get rid of him. He's had one bad game. Like, who else are you going to trade him to in a wing fullbacks if that's what you're looking at? There's not many other real options. Everyone's spoken about how poor the wing fullbacks are going this year. He had one bad game. Like, everyone's just acting like he hasn't scored anything at all this year. Yes, he's made money, and yes, he's probably a max value. Um, but I'm going to hold him probably right through round 13. I don't care if he drops a bit of coin. He's not going to drop back to his original 350K, so you're still going to be up on his price. Are uh, you playing him? Yeah, he's one of my wing fullbacks. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm holding him, bro. Yeah. If you're playing him, it makes sense. If he's in your NPRs like he is for me, then there's no point of watching his money drop back down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree, bro. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, if you're, yeah, if he's in your reserves, then yeah, yeah, I'd probably look at trading him. But for people that uh, he could be their third wing fullback, uh, yeah. then yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a holding. Um, yeah, I said I'll be probably holding him at least until uh, until after that first after round thirteen where he's playing. So now nah, he's a hold for me, mate. Yeah. One bad score doesn't doesn't mean you sell him. Totally agree, especially against the Broncos. All right, Ed, moving on. Ruben Cotter, 594 Ks, a hooker mid, coming off 350 games in a row. Break even of only 30 this week. Drops back to the bench, but a 4% owner. What's your thoughts here? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm buy on this one. It's a bit of a spicy one. Um, isn't there been a game or two where he was um, sort of named off the bench and then ended up starting, or was it the other way around? Two. Uh, yep. Two, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, regardless, I think he's pretty safe for those good, consistent minutes he's been getting. Um, PPM has gone massive. Um, the scoring seems really, really consistent. Um, and if he can maintain that, well, you'll have a pretty good DPP um, pod that plays round 13. So, um, it could be a winner. Bit of risk there, but got to take some of the risks if you want to separate yourself from the pack, eh? Yeah, definitely. Now, Kyle, Joey Manu, your countryman, 575k, break even to 25, in scintillating form the last two weeks, but a dual centre wing fullback. 10% owned now, so plenty of people jumping on. But what's your thoughts? Buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Yeah, man, I had a pretty good look at him today and and from past form. And for me, he, he's, he's a buy. Like, he is, again, he's a, he's a fairly spicy one if you want to pay the money for him. Um, you know, he's averaging 43 um, at centre so far this year, and that's keeping material uh, in the centres. Uh, you know, uh, that, and with that Roosters draw coming up, there, uh, he's bound to carry on the good scoring that he's already produced. Um, and the Roosters, if we're seeing, they're really starting to sort of come back to life. And, and especially on his edge, he's getting a lot of ball, and he looks really dangerous every time he has it. You know, he, he's got he's got all the tools in the shed to, to you know to run it, to offload it, you know, put guys away. Um, and then also he plays around thirteen. And, and just remember, when he uh, when Teddy isn't there, he'll be going to fullback. And it, when he plays fullback, he averages fifty seven. Mm. Uh, you know, so he's going to play fullback around twelve and thirteen, and maybe fourteen if if they decide to rest Teddy. So yeah, he's 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 definitely. A, I, I don't say he's a definite buy, but for me, he'd be a buy now. If not, maybe a little bit closer to to round thirteen. Yeah, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Now, Ed, the man that you're bringing in this week, Tavita Pangai Jr., 692K, break-even of 47. He's a mid-edge jewel, 7% owned. So I know he's not a, an actual pod, but considering how highly owned everyone else is, 7% is actually pretty good in this day and age for 2022. So talk to me through this one. Buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Buy. As I said, I'm buying him. 
Um, he's a gun. Well, I think he's definitely going to be a gun that plays round 13 in DPP, especially with that middle one that's really useful. Um, with these new rules, his offloading and the Bulldog style of play, his offloading game, it's just, just money. Um, he only got, what, low 50s with a try last week, but that try, he was just falling on the ball, ball in, in goal, so there was no line rate, no tackle bus, no metres, none of that. So it wasn't actually that bad, and it was against one of the top teams in the comp, and they did a pretty good job of shutting down his offload, but I don't think most teams will be able to do that. So I think he's going to pick up a lot of tacking stats while getting his share of run metres and tackles as base. Yeah, and that, that draw for the Bulldogs does start to open up after the next couple of weeks. Like, they've had a horrendous draw. I think against some of the lower teams, I think Tevita Pango Jr. will do a lot better. The whole confidence of the team will pick up, and you'll see a lot of the Bulldogs players start scoring a lot better. Yeah, exactly. And I think you'll have enough base to mean that his downside against the good teams won't be too bad. Yep. Totally. See gets done. Totally agree. I think I'll, I'll join you on that wagon in a couple of weeks for sure. As soon as the Parramatta kind of flat track's done, I'll be going probably Moses to Tavita Pangor at some stage as well. But Kyle. Hey, quick one, Ed. Sorry, TK. A quick one, Ed. Um, do you think that he continues to play 80 um, going forward now? I mean, did he just play 80 for Penrith to try and nullify their middle, or do you think he's going to continue to play 80 all the way through now? I think he'll probably play 65 to 80 the whole way through. He doesn't um, need 88 to get good good points? No, he he, he doesn't. Um, but I think he still might play there, but he started the season like clearly, well, to be quite frank, fat and unfit. Mm. Um, now that it's been a few games, now that we're half a dozen sort of games in, um, mm. his fitness is starting to climb up. He doesn't look quite so gassed all the time. So I think he probably will keep playing these big minutes now. You know what, Cole? I reckon he is more effective when he actually goes off the field. I reckon he's more effective when they use two or three interchanges on him and he plays that 60 minutes or 55 mm. minutes because he's just able to catch his breath and just do all the good things. Like, he just doesn't miss as many tackles. He's able to mm. do runs consecutively. Just, I think he just, like Ed said, he's just not that frame. Frame just doesn't suit him to play 80 yeah. minutes. He yeah, does true. get he. He does get fit sometimes. Like last year when he was playing big minutes, um, he was in really good shape. He sort of starts to look like a WWE wrestler, but then over the off-season with a bit of KFC, um, it, that changes somewhat. But I think he's playing his way <laughs> back into fitness. And as he gets fitter, um, he's more suited to the bigger minutes and doesn't need as much rest. Yeah, now Kyle, yep. Kurt Mann, 594k, a dual mid-half, 37 break-even, 19% owner, buy-hold, seller-avoid. Yeah, he's definitely a hold. Like people are being oh. thrown his throwing his name out there for sale. Uh it's crazy. Like I wouldn't understand why people would be selling him now. Like just dumb. Like he's gonna make plenty more. You know, um, his average is well outweighs his current BE, so he's still gonna make plenty of money. Um, and, and why? Why would you sell someone like him when mids are already a hard area to try and get those decent guys anyway? Yep. Um. So yeah, you know. He scored. I think yes, last week he scored thirty-seven. But man, scoring thirty-seven and playing four different positions and probably the two shittest positions in 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 fantasy, being centre and wing to score points, it's not a bad effort if you ask me. Nice, Ed. Who would have who would have thought Kyle would have sworn more than you on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> now Jeremiah Nanai Ed four hundred ninety-two k. He's made plenty of cash. Break even for thirty-six. Coming off uh, an up and down sort of couple of weeks, but he's still twenty five percent owner. But give me your thoughts here: buy, hold, sell, or avoid. 
Um, if you've got someone you want to bring in, you can sell them now. I was very close to selling him this week until I realized that I could get TPJ just using Walters and um, and Leo, it just because they're worse players. But um, his break-even's 37. Um, at this point, I don't think he's going to make significant amounts of money from here. Those negative, you might say, oh, well, it's only because he missed 10 tackles, but honestly, this guy misses a lot of tackles. He's done it this year. He's did it last year. Um, I think it's just a part of his game. And I don't think his attacking stats um, are going to make up for it enough to make money. Like, he can keep going at about 40, and it's just not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So just yeah, move, move, move along. All right. That end's too long away to keep him for the buy. Hmm. Cole, last one for you, Victor Radley, 594K. Coming off three impressive performances, a mid-21 uh, twenty-one break-even, sorry, this week, a 7% owner, so plenty of people interested. But in your thoughts, buy, hold, sell, or avoid? I've got him as an avoid. Um, he's a very spicy option, and he's so inconsistent. Um, you know, he, he is averaging 45 this year, which isn't too bad, but, you know, he's just... He's, he's a suspension waiting to happen, eh? You know, um, you know, he looks like he might be coming, becoming fantasy relevant, but I wouldn't bet on that if I was a betting man. Um, you know, as I said, he's pretty up and down. Uh, produced at seventy nine, um, he has produced at seventy nine and seventy two minutes and fifty three and eighty in the past two weeks. Um, he doesn't generally play the big minutes. He usually, this year, he's averaging the sixty three minutes. Mm. But if you take out his twenty six minute effort in round one. He's actually averaging 73 minutes um, this year, which is unusually high when last year he was more at that 61 minutes. But where that falls down, I see, is with Veril's back, um, his minutes are going to be cut, I would imagine. Um, With Veril starting a hooker, Watson will probably take minutes off him. um, And he'll also take off the minutes that Veril's doesn't play, which I reckon Veril's probably be 50 to 60. Um, yeah, and I'd say we'll see him revert back to 60 minutes, which when he was playing 60 minutes last year, his average was only 43. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's too much money to make there, and I just think he's way too too risky to to take a crack on at the moment. Yeah, there was two. There was what you just mentioned there, the minutes. I thought that was very unusual, especially when yeah. then you got Watson returning, Takiha returning. Then I had a, I read an article today, and Brad Fittler goes. Radley is a contender for the 14 jersey. So as soon as I saw that, there's no way you invest in someone that's going to play in origin in round six, I feel, especially someone like Radley at that price because all you'll be doing it's is just taking him. Yeah, you'll be taking him straight out. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. kind of worth, not worth the investment, right? Yeah. But another guy that might be in contention and is kind of putting me off a little bit is Matt Burden because his versatility is quite good as well. 611K here, Ed. You've been holding him from the start of the season, centre half. He's a break-even of 49. 28% still honing, but give me your thoughts, buy, hold, sell, or avoid. Uh, he's a hold. Um, he's not someone I'm overly chuffed I started the season with because I haven't been well rewarded. But he's sort of holding his own. His price is still staying right where it started. He's a centre getting relatively consistent scores. And like we spoke, you spoke about earlier about the Bulldogs draw softening up, um, hopefully once it's not such a brutal draw, his scoring um, and attacking stats tick up. And come round 13, um, he'll be super, super handy and you'll be glad to have him. Just Ed, just hold on. Road Ed, the good with the bad. Ed, did you, watch, did you see the 40-20 kick, man? 
No, I can't think of what what, what happened with that one. Mate, he had oh, like what a centimeter. He had about a centimeter before the tr- the line, and then he's kind of stood still on the line and kicked the ball, and just I, I don't think I've seen a kick like that before. It's like he pivoted oh, on one foot, eh? Yeah, like a barrel ballerina. It was awesome, man. That's trippy. Big time. His, his bomb is the is arguably the best around. Him, Cleary, and Reynolds, just those fucking high – oh, sorry. Those high bombs are outstanding. Well, Ed, you went 19 minutes with us. We went, I'll, I'll pay you that, mate. You, you deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Buy, Hold, Seller, Avoid for round six. We'll be doing a live show tomorrow. I'll let you know what time that's going to be. Some stage, just go onto the Facebook page. I'll let you know. But like I said, competition time. So the fantasy uh, for the Talking League stud shirt, which is courtesy of Rugby League merch, that competition's out now. So just jump on and guess the score for Nathan Cleary. The other one's going to be tomorrow for Nico Hines, and you win a nine-player rare pack courtesy of our friends at Game Day Squad. But, boys, keep flying that flag high because you two are killing it for Talking League for sure. Kyle, thank you for your thoughts tonight, my man. Yeah, sweeties, bro. No problem, man. And Ed, in the bin podcast, everyone. Make sure you check it out, but keep doing your thing, my man. Yeah, cheers, TK. We'll see you next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you all at the live. Cheers. Cheers, the boys. Ciao.